0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy.
1: Hi there, this is Hayley Evanett, voice of JJ and Betty. I just wanted to take a moment to celebrate someone who was very special to me, who sadly passed away last year, my Granny Anne. She was a huge supporter of Mockery Manor and of my career as well, and also my, my vocal inspiration for Betty. So as such, I'd really like to dedicate my performance in this season to her. Thank you.
2: Previously on Mockery Manor, Betty sent each of the suspects a letter and brought them all to the parlor of the Four Spurs Saloon for a Poirot-style showdown. Sure enough, the currently comatose Bobby is revealed as the man behind Clayton's many illegitimate kids. 20-something years ago, Bobby sold Clay's sperm without the country star's knowledge. What an asshole. One of those kids is revealed to be Clay's assistant, Anna Lou. Not only that, but Anna Lou's mother turns out to be Clay's stalker Abilene, the woman who invaded the VIP lounge on the night of the murder. That's right, folks. Abilene had bought some of Clay's purloined sperm to create her kids. Now, with those kids all grown up, Betty reveals that Abilene had recently been receiving love letters from someone purporting to be Clayton. Golly gosh. As for Jacob, formerly Harry, he claims to have come to the park with the sole purpose of getting revenge on Bobby for running him out of town all those years ago. But Jacob Dunn changed his mind and let bygones be bygones. And just as Betty was about to reveal who really poisoned Bobby, J.J. burst through the doors and confessed. hoo and that's you all caught up. Y'all enjoy the episode now.
3: cat Media presents Mockery Manor Season 3
2: Episode 10 The Mockery Murders Part 1
1: In actual fact, the name I wrote in Jacob's letter was... It's me. Hello, everyone.
2: JJ?
4: You tried to kill Bobby? Huh? Why? What? Well, well, a confession. Has this little charade actually worked?
3: No, wait! That's What's not that what happened to you. Everyone! JJ,
1: I don't get it. What
3: did you have against Bobby? Listen to me, please! What's, What's going
1: on? on? What are you all what talking about? Everyone, shush! Bobby! JJ didn't hurt Bobby.
3: She said she did.
1: When? Just now. No, George. She was saying it's me, sorry I'm late, not it's me I tried to kill Bobby. Yeah, exactly.
2: Oh, that makes a lot more sense. Oh, sorry, mate.
1: You thought I tried to kill Bobby. So she didn't poison Bobby. Apparently not. What, do you think I was pressing my ear to the door, waiting for a good moment to burst in and confess?
4: You and your sister do have a flair for the dramatic. Oh,
1: hell. Take a seat, sis. Wait, Betty. I have to give you something. What's that? A book? Yeah, from who I went to see. She's got hundreds of copies in her garage. Look at the title. Oh, this is interesting. What's that? Gonna share it with the class? Don't leave us in suspense. You were right, Betty. I had a flick through, and the person who wrote this... They hate us. We're in danger. I think... I think this is a really bad idea. No, it's fine. Trust me.
3: It's me! Walter! Hello, everyone. Finally. Sorry I'm late. Did I miss anything juicy? Oh, just shut up and sit down, Walter. Oh, I shall. Right here, next to JJ. Please don't. Ugh, oh,
1: Betty, are you going to tell us who poisoned Bobby? Oh, yes. No one tried to kill Bobby.
2: What's that? What? what do you mean, no one tried? What have we been talking about? The
1: poisoned whiskey was intended for Jacob. Jacob?
2: Oh, yeah, Jacob. Of course, only that. That's what Betty taught me in the letter. That's why I'm here. So someone tried to kill Jacob, not Bobby? Well, who tried to kill Jacob, then?
1: Bobby did. <gasps> what the silly twat gave you the wrong glass thankfully oh, oh, oh.
4: Pretty obvious really
1: god damn bobby
4: man's persistent i'll give him that
1: of course bobby's tolerance for his own pills is fairly high and lethal dose for jacob proved less harmful for bobby oh no oh no Lou,
0: what's the matter i gave bobby his pills that morning he asked for extra i
1: can't believe i didn't think of that till now you didn't think of it because that's not how your mind works Sadly, some of us have learned to look for deception in everyone we meet. And I do mean everyone. Let's move on. Who killed Clayton Brian Brian Woodrow III? I tell you now, the perpetrator is in this very room. Shit, that reminds me. Finnick, can you ask Magenta to come back in?
4: Right you are, detective.
1: And the fulcrum on which this case turns is letters. Oi, you and the turban, get back in here. What do you mean? Letters? Over many months and
3: many letters, the killer slowly moved their chess pieces into position. You sent me a letter telling me to come here?
1: Y- yes, yes. Why'd you do that? We all got one. Yes. What did yours say? It said- No interruptions, please. It said Crackles did it. Oh, Walter! Oh, for Pete's sake! This is not the order I was going to reveal things in. Crackles? You mean the,
3: the park mascot? Yeah. Betty thinks Crackles killed Clayton Woodrow. Yes, but I was going to... got me to... thinking. Someone's <sighs> copying the murders of 89. Can you, can you, can you just Matty stop... Betty dressed as Crackles to murder Graham Wainscoat, didn't he? He did! Oh my God, a copycat. That's real smart. Hand him,
1: please. <gasps> all say. right,
3: all right, let's have some hush, please. No more interruptions or I'll lose my train of thought. The question is, why did I see Crackles at the cottage? Walter! Uh... I'll tell you why. Because it's the killer's den. Their base of operations. Oh, that gives me chills. The cottage where Graham was murdered.
1: Killer's been hiding out there. Is that right, Betty? Maybe. I I don't know. We
4: also have Crackles on CCTV, loitering by the mine train staff entrance just before the lights went out. Looks innocent until you realise it's the perfect cover. You've got the killer on tape? Yep. Wearing the full costume. Except, if you look closely, instead of giant furry paws, Crackles is wearing a pair of leather gloves. Did you know all
1: that, Babe? Of course I did. I was the one who spotted it. (sighs) I've spent hours trawling through footage of that night. Once I saw Crackles by the mine train, I tried to trace backwards to see what route he took through the park. But the CCTVs don't cover everywhere, and the picture quality is... was like trying to spot a powder puff in a snowstorm. So he could have come from anywhere.
3: The crowd, the woods,
4: the manor. Have you told the police you saw Crackles at the cottage? Maybe. (laughs) They'll make a case it was JJ in that costume. What? Me? Why? A forensic psychopathologist will claim you were drawn back to the scene of Graham's murder in the costume of his killer to obsess about your hero Clayton to make plans for when you finally met him.
3: <gasps> JJ, you
1: monster! I wasn't in the flipping costume! I didn't do it!
4: Oh dear, not looking good at all.
1: Oh God, I'm doomed. This is just too much, it's all melting up. JJ, they won't win, I promise.
4: Uh, she's right, it's not looking good for her. Shut up, Finnick! She needs to know the truth, Armstrong. I'm
3: getting to the truth. If you all just let me <laughs> speak! Yeah, yeah, it's a copycat killer, because they're copying the murders of 89 in a cat costume! ha <laughs> ha! Copy that. Oh my god, Walter, shut up! Just shut up, okay? This isn't funny! Calm down, you big psycho. If this is a copycat, the killer must be a Brit.
0: How else would they know about these murders from 89?
4: The details of the case are public knowledge. Anyone can access it.
0: But it makes sense that it be someone with a connection. Someone who was there, with an emotional tie to the 89 murders. Annalou, are you enjoying this? Uh, I'm just trying to piece it together. Then. Oh, what was I saying before everyone chipped in? Oh, damn it! Miss Marvel never needed notes. <sighs> Maybe we should break for lunch.
1: No, 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 no! I just need to get back on track. Uh, ah, letters! I was trying to tell you about letters. Right? Okay. Here we are. On the table are two letters. Ideally, there would have been four, but uh, hey ho. This letter here was sent to Clay's U.S. fan club address before the concert. A letter filled with obsessive longing and veiled threats. It was sent by JJ. You mean someone pretending to be me? Exactly. The killer. Thank you to Anna Lou for supplying me with said letter.
0: There were others, but I had to give them to the police as evidence. I'm
1: sorry. Can I see it? Oh, yes, of course. The second letter was sent to JJ
2: Uh, from... The
1: handwriting, it's it's exactly the same. Yes, I know, Parker. What about the handwriting? Tell us.
2: Well, it's just like JJ's handwriting. It's spot on. Oh, dear.
1: What are the chances? This is the second time a murderer's forged my handwriting just to frame me. The second time. Clayton's killer owes Matty royalties. They've nicked some of his best moves. Are you all right, mate? Do you want some water, JJ? Oh, yeah, that'll help. Could we just hurry this up, please? Yes, of course. This won't take long. Um. Okay, Uh. Let's just get on with it. So, the second letter I want to discuss is the letter that ensured JJ was in the mine train at the critical time. The letter from Mrs. Wainscote. We can't find it, sadly, so there's no way for JJ to prove she was lured there. Clearly, the killer went back to retrieve it for that exact reason. I sent Detective Fenwick to interview Mrs. Wainscote to see if she could shed light on who might have written it. But she wouldn't speak to him. So, that's a pity. Ah, oh, jeez Louise. The third letter, that one there, was sent to Abilene Doherty a month ago, along with a plane ticket to the UK. This letter instructs Abilene to appear at the VIP lounge at exactly 8.15pm on the night of the concert. It's signed, Clayton Woodrow.
2: She was told to go to the VIP lounge by the killer.
1: Let me see that. So you already knew about the love letters to my mom? Yes. Abilene told me all about it in the Shotgun Wedding Chapel. Stay in the manor?
0: Why would you want me to stay in the manor? So that you don't have to sleep here. And because you might be the key to unlocking this whole shebang. Is this a trap? What do you really want from me? Who are you, anyway? No, 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 please, don't get upset. I'm a friend, I'm trying to help. I can't stay in the manor, are are you crazy? She wouldn't like it. Kirsteen? No, my daughter, Annie. Daughter? Brian has a sister? Oh!
1: Oh, of course!
0: And yeah, Kirstine wouldn't like it either. She might try to kill me. Abilene, I'll protect you from the others, I promise. It's a big house. <laughs> they won't know you're there. You think I did something wrong and you want to trap me like a wild animal. Uh, no, no, I, no, no, no. You think I'm cuckoo! I, I, I don't... Everybody does. No
1: one ever believes me. No one ever listens. Listen, <gasps> I'll listen. And I believe you. I really do. So, why don't you tell me everything? How did you and Clay meet? Was it romantic? Yeah, it was.
0: I always hoped he'd notice me at his concerts. And he did. And he fell in love. He approached you at a concert? Of course not. He's famous. He couldn't just come and say hi. He told me he tried to forget about me, but it was impossible. So, a while back, he started putting messages in the Clayton Fan Club Newsletter Lonely Hearts section. Every single month, the same message. It said, You were the cutie in the cowboy hat who came to all my concerts. Can't get you out of my head. Love to take you out for chicken. CW. I didn't know if it was definitely Clay or if the messages were meant for me. But something told me to write back. So I did. And then he replied, and it really was Clay, all right. From then, we started courting the old-fashioned way. He left an address? A P.O. box. I can prove it. I keep a couple with me, to smell when I'm lonely. He sprays them with his aftershave. (laughs)
1: Uh,
0: Here, uh, here. (gasps) That's one of the letters from Clay? Hmm. Don't sniff it too hard, it'll remove the scent. He couldn't be seen with me or call me because his wife watches him like a hawk. But he wanted to see me so bad, he told me to come to his house once. So I did, and I got there real early, and I was making eggs in the kitchen for when Clay got up.
1: The killer wanted you to prove your devotion.
0: But then the housekeeper came in and screamed, and she called the police, and now I've got a restraining order. Kirstine wanted to press charges. It wasn't Clay's fault. Abilene, this letter
1: Can I keep it? No, it's mine. Oh yes, look, I can I just photocopy it then? We can do that in my office, in the manor. Oh yes, just come to the manor with me. I'll cook for you. We can talk more uh, about Clay.
2: She really thought those letters were from Clayton Woodrow.
0: Oh mama, why are you like this? She's so far gone.
1: If you want something enough, you can convince yourself of almost anything. I suspect letters were sent to more than one superfan. The killer needed someone they could rely on. Someone who could be guaranteed to do exactly as instructed when the time came. Abilene must have emerged as the most malleable. The most obedient of Clay's fans. So she was an easy target.
3: Gosh, our killer must be a master manipulator. A genius of deception. Total arsehole.
1: But why did Abilene need to be at the VIP lounge at 8.15?
4: To make sure I left my post at the mine train.
1: Yes, that was my very
2: first thought. Oh, I see. To make sure the coast was clear to murder Clay. Bloody hell, Betty, that is some detective work.
4: Uh, It was a joint effort, actually. Thank you very much. We discussed it, didn't we, Armstrong? We've been working together.
1: But it's not as simple as that. Eh? Something kept nagging at me about Abilene's appearance at the VIP lounge that night. The timing. Abilene arrived at
0: 8.15. I'm allowed to be here. Clay
1: wants me here. Fennec removed her from the VIP area around 8.30.
4: Just... All
1: then, Miss Doherty. It takes eight minutes to walk from the saloon to the Shotgun Wedding Chapel at medium pace. Fennec, do correct me if I get any of the details wrong.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: They spent 25 minutes in the chapel, during which Fennec called for a taxi.
4: Uh, sorry sir, no cars available at the moment.
1: Oh, bloody hell. And used his considerable charm to soothe Abilene's frayed nerves. No worries,
4: I'll take you, come on. I want to go back to the VIP
1: lounge. They walk to the car park.
0: Slow down, detective. I'm in six-inch heels. Clay likes me in heels. Oh,
1: for pity's sake. Abilene's hotel is a 16-minute drive from the park, if one obeys the speed limit. Finally, Abilene takes a sleeping tablet Fennick is able to return to Claytonville. All in all, Detective Fennec was forced to spend over an hour with Abilene Doherty. He arrived back at the car park around 9.45 p.m. 12 minutes after Clayton's deadly fall.
2: So what about the timing?
1: Well it's, so many things could have been different. What if there had been a taxi available? Fennick? What if you'd been less considerate of Abilene's delicate state? Less willing to spend time with her?
2: Fenwick would have got back to the mine train before Clay was attacked.
1: Precisely! But perhaps that was the intention and the killer's plan went wrong. Perhaps the real purpose of luring Finnick away from his post was to ensure JJ could enter the closed mine train without being stopped by security. Once I realised the plan might have gone awry, I started to look at what might have been, including Clay's death. Was he meant to fall from the top of the mine train? A man of his age, with a heart condition? The excitement and stress of live performance?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to mention being injected with a whopping great dose of adrenaline and pushed backwards into the ride trench. He could have died right there and then. Yes,
1: but that didn't happen. He was stronger than the killer thought. Clay staggered to his feet, tried and failed to get out of the ride trench.
2: That's why he followed the tracks. He was looking for a way out.
1: But guys, if Fennec had returned to the mine train sooner, he could have interrupted the attack. He could have stopped it. Exactly. Which is why I discarded that
3: original... Betty, sorry to interrupt. What about the fourth letter? You said there were four sets of letters. You've only told us about three. Yes, George, I was getting to that. In my own time. (gasps) Okay, fine. I
5: confess. Oh, for Pete's sake. (sighs) The fourth letter she was referring to, it was sent to me. (gasps) You're involved in all this, Magenta? Well, I'm not here for the good of my health, am I? <sighs> go ahead, Magenta, explain the letter. Now, now, before I do, I just want you all to know it seemed completely harmless at the time, and I'm a victim too. I've been cruelly manipulated by this, as you say, master manipulator. <sighs> just get on with it. He's not going to like this. Who isn't? <laughs> Georgie Porgy, my favourite client. We go way back, don't we, my darling?
2: yes
5: i've been such a help to you haven't i you can barely tie your shoelaces without my spiritual guidance well you you give such splendid advice i do i do don't i i do yes on so many diverse topics too romance pet care auspicious times to travel that stubborn yeast infection
3: the tarot told me to use natural yogurt oh my
5: and sometimes business matters too now don't get upset george
3: about what? If you
5: get upset, that yeast infection will come straight back. And I did it for my mother, not for me. Your
3: mother? I don't even know your mother. What's this got to do with the letter?
5: Uh, all right. You see, the thing is... Oh, Mumsy, how much this time? Two grand. Two grand? Or he'll break my knees. I've only just had them replaced. Oh, God, what was it this time? The horses? Bingo! Oh, Mumsy, you promised me you wouldn't bet on the horses anymore. No, I mean it was the bingo, not the horses. Who knew you could lose two grand at bingo? Oh, Geoffrey from next door's here. I've got to go. But you'll wire me the money, won't you, dear? Thank you! Goodbye! Oh, God! Oh, God, she's going to be the death of me. What's the matter? Was that your mother? Uh, of course it was. She's bleeding as dry Bernard. She wants more money. Two
2: grand! Two grand?! Yes. All right, well, I'll sell another synth. We'll be all right. Oh, uh, this just came through the letterbox for you. Here.
5: Probably a bloody bill, isn't it? Oh, no. What is it? It's a letter. Who's it from? Yours sincerely, Bobby D. McDaniels. Who's that?
2: Bobby D. McDaniels? Mm. That rings a bell, Bobby D. McDaniels.
5: What does he want? Hang on, let me have a look. He wants blah, blah, blah. Let me see, blah. blah. Oh, it's to do with George. You know that client who's setting up a theme park? Um, The one with the chronic yeast infection? Oh, yes, yes, I yeah. know. Oh. oh! Oh, wait a second! Oh, 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 oh my! <laughs> I think the gods were listening to us, Bernie! Oh? What, what does it say? Well, this bobby chap, he wants to pay me money! £400. Four hundred pounds! Four... four hundred... Well, it's,
2: it's not too grand, but it's not bad. Well, what does he want you to do?
5: Well, the next time I have a session with George, he wants me to guide the discussion to Claytonville. And the night of the concert.
3: You... you lied to me. Oh,
5: lie is a strong word. But yes,
3: yes, I did. I don't believe this. If I can't trust my personal psychic, who on earth can I trust? Hold up.
1: Why did Bobby write to this psychic lady about George? It wasn't Bobby who wrote it. It was the killer pretending, once again to be someone else Uh, i'm sorry george if i'd known i wouldn't have obviously i
5: feel awful now how many times how many readings were nonsense all of them only one the letter from not actually bobby it said i was to convince you to shift the concert from a night with a full moon to one with a new moon which appears as no moon at all Total darkness. But I didn't just jump straight in and do it, no questions asked. I did a little digging first, to find out who this Bobby fella was. Once I learned he was Clayton Woodrow's manager, I thought, oh, well, that's all right then. That must be legit. He he's just worried about the full moon, but he's too embarrassed to tell Clayton to change the date. A lot of people are ashamed to believe in oogly-boogly woo-woo, you see. So the next time George and I had a session... The so-called spirits told me it was of huge importance to push the concert forward by two weeks.
1: Uh, Clearly they knew how much George relied upon his psychic for guidance.
5: Oh, Magenta, how could you do this? You're a... a stain on your noble profession. I'm so sorry, George. I'm sorry to everyone at this table. All I can say is, and it's not an excuse, it's just a reason, but I trust too easily... I'm but a foolish girl, who in my twenty-three years on this planet has not yet learned the wickedness that lies in man's heart. By twenty-three? She's
1: twenty-three! Good
3: God! My dear, I often forget how young you are. Easily done. Who amongst us wasn't guilty of a certain reckless naivete in our
5: youth? He who throws the first stone, something, 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 some sort of saying. what about the falling man? You knew someone was going to plunge to their death before it happened. Well, I'm clairvoyant. Of course. Oh, come on. Look, one can be both a genuine psychic medium clairvoyant and loosey-goosey with the truth at the same time, you know. It's an art form, not a science. Sounds like bollocks. She did accurately predict Clay's fall. I'm sure there's a rational explanation. Magic, that's the explanation. You must
4: use your power for good, Magenta.
5: Oh, George, I will from now on.
4: Just when I thought this couldn't get sillier.
0: Okay, but why did the concert have to be on a
1: night with no moon? So that when the lights went out, the park would be plunged into total darkness. Chaos would ensue. And when Crackles opened the door to the stage to guide Clay through to the mine train, no one in the audience would see.
4: Huh, how about that? Your deductive skills are improving, Armstrong.
1: Hey, psychic lady,
0: how
5: were you paid? I beg your pardon? This fake Bobby, how did he pay you? Hmm. In cash, sent to the park. A bundle of five-pound notes. It was three hundred and seventy-five pounds short, too. I was had. Pound notes? It was a Brit, all right. Guess we're off the hook. Except, Jacob, I believe you were living in the UK
1: even then
2: true.
1: Oh, who bloody cares? Betty, stop dragging this out. I can't take the theatrics. JJ, this isn't just theatrics.
2: Mate, we've got to trust the process.
1: Oh, f- they need to know there's no escape from the truth.
4: Oh, come on, Armstrong. Surely you've said enough.
1: What are you talking about? I've barely got started. Betty, I, 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 just, I can't stay in this room knowing that, knowing they're right here.
4: What's wrong with her? JJ,
1: call cool it. No, I agree with JJ. If you know, you need to tell her. And if you won't do it, I will. I'll tell them what you told me last night in your room. No, JJ. The killer knows all about 89. They knew what Graham was like, they knew Matty dressed as Crackles, and they thought, oh, what a good idea, I'll do that too. They knew what Graham was like, they knew Matty dressed as Crackles, and thought, what a good idea, I'll do that too. You can see where this is going, can't you? At that point, I was like, of course. It's someone who worked, or works, in the park. They knew where the control room was. They knew the electricity was on a timer and how to change it. timer in the control room? Of course. So that means there's just one killer? Yes. Oh, thank God there isn't two. Oh, bollocks. What is it? I've left my toothbrush in my room. I'll just go back and get it. No. You can borrow mine. No, it's okay. I'll just be a minute. Gigi, you can't. Betty, no one's going to attack me in the two minutes it takes to retrieve a toothbrush. They might. Or you might scare them away. I can't have that. Here, toothbrush. What? What's wrong? Scare who away? What aren't you telling me? Oh, all right then. I was going to dazzle you with my genius tomorrow, but if you insist, you can have a hint. I've laid a little trap in your bedroom. I'm 65% sure the killer will trigger it. The killer's in my room? God, I hope so.
3: The killer's in my room.
1: Now, where'd I got up to? Oh yes, so when I found out that Abilene had a mockery security pass, I knew whoever sent it to her had access to the office. And I was like, duh, of course, it's someone who works here. Or once worked here. Like Mattie, Hilda, Jenkins. Is this ever going to stop? God, tomorrow is going to be bonkers. I'm a bit nervous actually. Betty, we've got to protect ourselves. We've got to take control. That's exactly what we're doing, taking control. Thanks for letting me talk things through, JJ. I think it's calming me down. So, where was I? Oh yes, so the other thing that made me go, oh, they definitely work here, is that they knew about the adrenaline in the first aid hut. They knew about the adrenaline in the first aid hut? They knew the layout of the mine train. JJ, please, we need to do this my way. Your way? I'm sorry, Betty, but I'm not sure I like your way. You've put us in a room with a psycho. Why would you do that to me after everything we've been through? You agreed to this. We're taking control. And there's other people here. We're safe. I don't feel safe.
2: Betty, maybe we shouldn't do this. I think we should
4: call this a day. Come on, everyone. Show's over. No,
1: I want to hear what she says. But Keep going. I've um. got an order. This isn't the way it's supposed to Those letters to claim? The killer knows me well enough to forge my handwriting. Except they made a mistake. This is my handwriting, but it's my old handwriting. It hasn't looked like that for years. Since I was a teenager. Look at the capital S here. That's the C-S. I haven't done that since I was 18. <gasps> the
0: killer must have known you as a teenager. It's someone close to you. But this isn't about JJ.
1: It's about Clay. He's the one who got killed. It is about me. Look at the
2: book. book? What? Book? Where is it? Oh, that book you brought with you.
3: What is that? Here, look. Look at the title.
2: The Mockery Murders.
3: Mockery Murders? Oh, no, no. <laughs> the Mockery Murders. Jesus
2: Christ. Someone wrote a book about mockery. How come I didn't know about this? What are they saying about us?
1: By David Blayton. Who's that? <sighs> it's a pseudonym. They were too scared to put their real name. They feared retribution from the mockery crime syndicate. Shh, JJ. We're being filmed. <sighs> it's OK, Betty. I'm just telling everyone what's in the book. It's about us, you know. Margot, Jenkins, me, and you, Betty, and Parker. How we're we a crime family, like the mob. It says we use the cover of the park for murder and smuggling. And for years and years, decades, Mockery bribed the local police to
2: look the other way. Uh, Pretty sensational stuff. Uh, all nonsense, of course. <laughs> I'm not a single grain of truth in any of that. Gosh, I wonder where we all forgot all these ideas. Uh, 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 Walter, get off give it to me. Get
3: off. Give me that book. Give it to me. Give me. Give me. Give me. Give
2: me give <laughs> it. Oh my God! Did you write it, Walter? No,
3: uh, no, 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 no. Why? What the devil's wrong with oh, you. It's not fair. I'm writing a book. I was going to call it The Mockery Murders. David Blaine stole my
2: title. It's a pretty obvious title. Well, if you didn't write it, who did?
3: I was going to be the first. I've been doing research for years. Get over yourself, Walter. No one's going
1: to buy a grubby little book by you. <sighs> Nobody bought Mr Blaine's book either. And according to his wife, when it was rejected by every single publisher in the UK, the author spent the last of their funds on vanity publishing. Five hundred copies to be sold out the boot of their car. They sent one to Scotland Yard too, hoping they'd open an investigation, but they weren't interested. Probably thought it was some crackpot with a chip on his shoulder. They weren't wrong. So come on, how many did you actually sell? Out of 500, how many? Oh, let's hear it, Mr Blaine. I'm dying to know.
4: Thirteen copies. I'm lucky for Sam. Well, for me, anyway.
0: The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hello, Maria Kennedy from Hero Trackers here to tell you about a special report we've been working on at Hero Track Media. With the help of my producer, Shayna, we are going to reveal the life story of a mysterious hero that, as far as we can tell, has never been covered by a media outlet before. Subscribe to this podcast feed to learn more about this hero and the strange circumstances surrounding their life and career, and how they might be connected to your favorite heroes. Coming soon from Hero Track Media, Vigil.
2: Vigil Season 1, an audio fiction superhero thriller in 10 parts from All In Productions. Featuring Haley Sanfilippo as Maria Kennedy and Adam Kudashat as Vigil. Subscribe or follow to make sure you're the first to know about Vigil.